Podcast, where we show you how to have more as a busy professional woman while still enjoying the mommy life. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Steele and Dr. Carol Broxton. Welcome again to our podcast listeners. We're glad you stopped by and we hope this podcast brings you a renewed perspective on being a busy mom. Well, hey, 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 Carol. Hello. How's it going? Great. It's going great. Just, you know, managing during the Corona crisis still. So how are you doing? (laughs) We're holding up on our end. Just trying to stay quarantined and in place and social distancing and all that good stuff. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to start the lead on our topic for today. So today we're going to discuss a great topic on cultivating a life of gratitude. So are we ready? Oh, yeah. Let's jump on in. All right. Right now, as we said before, the world is facing a pandemic with the spread of the coronavirus. This occurrence truly challenges our faith and hope of humanity. But as a human race, we have always endured many obstacles that include civil war, World War One and Two, plagues and the Great Depression, just to name a few. In spite of all of these oppositions, humanity has always prevailed. Now, this is a time to do to do it all over again. We can do this and we can start by cultivating a life of gratitude in the face of adversity. This is a life lesson that we will stand the te- that will stand the test of times and its implementation must begin in the home. So that's what a lot we're going to be discussing how we're going to implement gratitude in the home. I can recall many times I have reminded my kids to be thankful for what they have because quite often they see what others have and become envious. And there here comes that question that I like to call the can I have syndrome. Have your children ever had that can I have syndrome, Amy? Oh, yeah. All the time. Can I have? Can I have? I want. I want. Oh, yeah. Even though they have more than enough material possessions. And just a quick side note, we have talked about our kids being unappreciative in a previous episode. So if you have not listened to it, please do so. It is very enlightening. So, Amy, did your husband enjoy that topic, that episode? Did y'all get a chance to discuss that episode? We did. And he did enjoy it. And he had a lot of the same commentary because we didn't talk before the episode. So after the episode, he had a lot of the same commentary about, you know, just that the kids are unappreciative sometimes and it's our job to help them to be more appreciative. And we laughed about some examples of, you know, ways that we had gone out of our way to teach them how to be appreciative. So, yes, he enjoyed a lot. And I have to say, me and my husband was the same way. He loved the episode. He was like, yes, all the topics are right on point. I could totally agree to it. It was a great topic. I was like, well, I'm glad that you're doing it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Okay. So the expectations we have for our children to be grateful, we as parents must do the same. But we too encounter the trap, though, of 
wanting more. We work very hard to buy more, then work even harder trying to keep it all. And, and while doing so, we're drowning financially, physically, mentally, and even emotionally. And this can become quite stressful and overwhelming. But there's a remedy called gratitude that we're going to talk about. I can recall many times giving my children a life lesson on having the spirit of gratitude. And of course, I would get the eye rolls and the huffing and puffing because, of course, mom is giving one of her long life lessons on one of her long life lesson speeches on gratitude. Right. But you know what? I I just keep going with it. I let them have it because I know that one day, even though you I feel like they're not listening. I know that one day they're going to use it. And what I'm teaching them is going to penetrate their little minds. And when they face a challenge that life sends their way, what I have said to them, they will remember it to come back to them and they'll be able to to use it. And through this pandemic, my children are starting to realize, which I I can count as a blessing that they do like attending school now and the mm-hmm. freedom of going to the mall and going to the movies and hanging out with friends. And even my boys, they even miss going to football practice out in the blazing heat in the yes. sun in full plaids, right? <laughs> right. They're appreciative now that they don't have it. And we can't, mom and dad are not the ones taking it away. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, Amy, what are some things your family is starting to miss? Well, I I think the same things being, you know, having freedom and being able to go and come as they please. Just simple things, you know, hey, can we go to this restaurant and pick up this? And it's like, or can we go have dinner? Well, number one, no, but we can go pick it up. (laughs) And then we have to check the hours of the restaurant to make sure they're still open and are doing curbside delivery or allowing for pickup because some restaurants are not doing that. Other things that they're missing are just the uh, opportunity to go play with their friends. So if they have friends who live, um, we have friends and family who live very close and they can't just, you know, we can't just hop in the car and go and see them because we have to practice social distancing. So that's different. And I think they also miss their friends and going to school. You know, now they have their devices and it's like, oh, wait, I don't want to be on my device for five and six hours of school every day. I want to be in the school interacting with people and seeing my teacher, Mm -hmm. but they don't have that. So they're starting to miss things that I could never have taught them to miss. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're all all learning a life lesson here. So as we said, you know, life has quickly shifted for all of us and it opened our eyes to the simple privileges of living our busy lives and agenda from day to day without interruption. So here we are. We are in a place of stillness and reflection that is causing us to realize that it's true, what is truly important in the necessities that we need in our lives. And we can take this opportunity to to evaluate our lives and to see where we are. And we can just kind of take advantage of the spare time to complete a self-evaluation. I would like to encourage us to Look at your career path, your relationships, your finances, your health, and even your dreams. And start by asking yourself a simple question. Am I happy in each area of my life? Write it down. Write your answer down. And if the answer is no to any of those areas of your life, then write down a plan of action to change Mm -hmm. the path that you are on. By doing this, we're going to see where you are. And and spend time 
resolving those issues that have that you see are coming up to keep you from your your goals. If you are quarantined, you have time to learn a new skill set, be silly with your kids, journal, create a business plan to become an entrepreneur. There, this is a chance, a life, lifetime, a once in a lifetime new start or a new beginning to live out a purpose and take advantage of this moment. We, we have a chance to kind of get a do over or restart button. Cause so many times we say to ourselves, if I had time, I would do. If I have time, I would spend more time. If I had time, I could rebuild a relationship. But guess what? Life is putting us in a position that we can do this. So, Amy, how are you and your family coping with this pandemic? Well, I love what you said, if I had time, right? So one of the things that we're doing during this pandemic is understanding or doing some reflection to understand how did we get so busy in the first place? And now that we Mm -hmm. know that we don't have, like, we can't do what we were doing before. I mean, you can do Zoom sessions all day long, but it's still not the same level of activity of leaving your house, getting dressed, going here, going there, you know, flipping back and forth between events and all these things. So what we're doing is really appreciating the fact that, well, at least the adults in the house, (laughs) we're appreciating the fact Mm -hmm. that we don't have to leave so much. And then I'm personally you know, taking this opportunity to finish up some books. I attended a webinar of a friend and I'll post the link in here. She's actually my goddaughter, but she did a webinar called Madison's World, How to Write a Book in 90 Days. And it's so easy, even an eight-year-old can do it. And so she goes through these targeted steps about how to write your book in 90 days. And it's really good for kids or adults. And so what it did was it inspired me because I got on the webinar and my eight-year-old, my 10-year-old daughter did as well. But it inspired me mm-hmm. to go back and look at all the manuscripts of books that I have unwritten. And there are like seven that need or six that need to be finished. One is done. And so I'm taking okay. this opportunity to go back, get that content, make a plan of action for each of them and really start writing the content for those books while, while I have time. And then that goes on my personal goals for the day. So we set a, you know, a little strategy in our family where you do a personal professional and a social or fun goal of the day and accomplish it, try to accomplish it by 11.59 p.m. each day during the quarantine. And you get rewarded Mm -hmm. financially for doing that. So what I'm doing is adding the writing element and some business elements to my goals for the day. And I plan to write more during this time. My kids are focusing on internships, the older ones who are in college and internship applications that they need to finish and then the younger ones are doing more, they're doing more dedicated work to some of the things that they had trouble with, like reading comprehension, math comprehension. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my children is in a Mandarin immersion program. So he's doing some Mandarin things. And then the other one is in a Spanish immersion program. So she's doing Spanish things. And it's really helping them to go deeper with their content as opposed to just hitting it a few minutes each day. They're going deeper, like one, two, mm-hmm. three hours a day, but they're not doing as much. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we're coping. So how's your family coping, Carol? Oh, yes, (laughs) we're coping. We're hanging in there. So we're having in-depth conversations about the pandemic and go over the information and the different things that they hear and kind of going over what's true or what's a myth and any questions that they have and just some life lessons that we we want to talk to them from time to time about life and us growing up and what was life life was like or what have you and I truly believe they're learning to have more gratitude for the small things because you know mm-hmm. that normal schedule has been taken 
away and was even taken for granted. And I have to take my head off to my boys because they have been um, doing workouts. They came up with their own, they've been coming up with their own workouts. Well, not their own workouts. They became kind of continue a continuation of the workouts that they've been doing with, you know, with football or what have you. And so they're always working out and they're doing push-ups and sit-ups and everything and drills and everything. And no one told them to do it. You just, I just, hear them get up and go outside and get the drills done. And I'm like, wow, so impressive. It's like, I really need to get up and move, get up and move and exercise. And so I have to say that I was impressed to see them to keep pushing forward. And they're, they're practicing as if a game is going to be played tomorrow or sometime soon. I but I can't tell them not yet, but just stay motivated. Keep that motivation going, though. Keep it going. Right. So that's been really nice. And my oldest son had told me something that's kind of comical. He said, Mom, please stop cooking so much food. So I've been on a cooking spree exactly. <laughs> with the kids. And so I think I've, I guess I've overdone it because he was like, it feel like we just keep eating. <laughs> We're not used to eating so much. So I've been on a cooking spree around here. Just enjoy fattening up my family, eating good or what have you, and spending time together has been really nice. And We've been watching family movies together. And my husband, he's been teaching his classes online and getting his lessons together. And, and he's really been enjoying that. So that's new for him. And so a good experience for him. And still in the workforce as a pharmacist. And, and we're taking precautions to keep everybody protected and safe and just out there on the front lines to make sure that patients get what they what they what they need. And so it's nice to be, you know, we they call us the essential workers. And so it's nice to be essential and out there in the workforce to make a difference right. and, and to make sure that patients are taken taken care of. Also, now that I don't have to chauffeur everyone around, you know, right, you know, going to games, going to practices, coming and going. So that's been nice. And so I've had opportunity to, I'm fascinated about the stock market and it's very volatile right now. So I've been doing mm-hmm. the reading and research about the stock market and how's it going and what it means and everything. So that's been very interesting to me. So I'm learning a lot about that. And I always kind of had interest, but not really time to learn about it. So it's like, oh, I have time to actually read and learn something. The news. Right. So that's been, that's been a really great experience. And also, I just want to just encourage everyone to turn your fear into faith, tragedy into triumph, and grievance into gratitude. The faith and hope of humanity is being restored through adversity. So we must count our blessings and take advantage of the time that we are given to renew and restore our relationships, um, our health, dreams, and much more. We need to make sure you and your family, you know, make sure you stay stay safe and stay informed about the pandemic from a reputable um, sources such as the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, who is the acronym for Rural Health Organization, and also information from your local county health department. Amy, did you have anything else that you would like to add to give our podcast family some advice? Well, I want to go back to just one quick thing. I did learn a new skill, and then I'll get back to the advice. The new skill is how to sew. So I taught myself how to sew, me and a YouTuber. And then a family oh. friend came over to thread my sewing machine. Oh, well, it's not my sewing machine. It's my 10-year-old sewing machine. But we taught ourselves how to sew. And so I, t- I made two masks yesterday. And so I'm very proud oh. of myself. <laughs> They're not ready so for market. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. So They're awesome. not ready for market, but they can at least protect us if we decided to go out and use them. Or maybe they can be used for some of our you know, healthcare professionals to 
have something. If they have nothing, this can be something. So it's three layers deep with fabric. And, you know, it, I, I think it's pretty cool. So that was exciting. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah, that is so awesome. Yes, yes. So according to our, based on what you said, I definitely recommend the same things. And then I recommend, you know, when you repost information, just be aware that the information you repost needs to come from a reputable source. So everything that Carol mentioned was amazing. And that would be the type of information I would repost on any type of social media. Just be careful about reposting things that come from places that, you know, you can't verify. Like, verify it first before you repost it. Because some people look at you as a professional or as a person who might know, whomever that is in our audience. They look at you as a trusted source. And so if they read something that's on your page, they could potentially think that you believe it and that it's true. So just be careful about what you repost. And that's really all I have. We just need to take care of each other and take care of ourselves. So true. So true. So, well, we've come to the end of this podcast and we just would like to thank, thank everyone for listening to the 210 podcast where we shine light on topics for busy moms. Be sure to leave a comment and share this podcast with family and friends. Make sure you follow the 210 podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.